Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sans Pants Radio, if you only knew what the future holds. Hey everyone, just letting you know that the audiobook of Gabe's Boone Shepherd is now available. Just head to sanspantsradio.podkeep.com to purchase your copy today for the limited price of only £5. But if that's a little steep for you, we're also releasing it on iTunes a chapter a week. Just search for Boone Shepherd where all good podcasts are found. Hi guys, Ed Goose here. Just want to let you know that we recorded this episode before Marvel announced at Comic Con that Ghost Rider would be a part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So in the episode when we talk about if Marvel owns Ghost Rider or not, it's because we didn't know. Nobody knew. Don't hate us for it. Uh, the announcement is fine itself. It doesn't actually change my pitch at all. And I'm just happy to see Ghost Rider back on screen in any way possible. Good luck to whoever they cast as Robbie Rays and enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of Movie Maintenance, where some movies just need pitching. Today, we're doing Ghost Rider. <laughs> So the first Ghost Rider film uh-huh. is a film that I don't mind. Really? Look, can I just throw something out there for a second? And of it's, you can. it's funny, I had, I had a moment before we went in to record this because you said, oh yeah, we're going to do a Ghost Rider episode. And I was like, uh, I don't really care about Ghost Rider. And then mm. I was just like, as I was, I, I, I went to urinate before we started. As you do. And I'm standing there in the bathroom and I'm trying to think. And I was like, what do I remember about the first Ghost Rider? And then it hit me that the first Ghost Rider is one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> and I blocked it all from my head. It's just not a film I've thought about in a really long time. But I was like, and even just today as I was coming in, I was thinking about Nicolas Cage for some unrelated reason. And I was like, people people seem to like, there's this, this like weird Nicolas Cage resurgence in pop culture at the moment where everybody seems really obsessed with Nicolas Cage. I hate Like he's, so he's just a meme, I think. And mm. I just hate him. And I was like, why do I hate Nicolas Cage so much? What, what did he do to me? That's right, Ghost Rider. <laughs> because honestly, if I was to name the worst films I'd ever seen, Rent would be one, the musical. Really? The only film I've ever turned off halfway through. Really? Ooh. Only film Why I've ever turned off. Rent? Because I started watching it. A, a, no a, a high school Rent girlfriend made me watch it. I love Rent. Because it was her favorite movie. And I watched half of it and I was like, I can't do this. And I turned it off. And the next morning I was like, because I don't turn movies off. Mm. And the next morning I was like, nah, it can't have been that bad. Like, surely I don't turn movies off. And so I put it back on. No, it was that bad. What? Is what? this the same high school the girlfriend most- that made you... Uh, read slash watch Twilight. No, I had really bad high school. Yeah, girlfriends. man, what the hell? That's <laughs> like, a rough run. Yeah, people. They, yeah, what, bad things what, happened to what me. What was wrong with Rent? Because oh, I have, I, just, I have a fond memory of it. Oh, I back hated when it. I it, it was 
insipid. All the characters were clearly in their 30s. There was a song when mm. a woman screeched for about 10 minutes about a cow jumping over the moon. Uh-huh. And it was just awful. It was slow. It was turgid. I hated all the characters. Everybody was insipid. <laughs> Nobody had any backbone. It yeah. just... it. I, I actually think it put relations with the gay community back by about 20 years. Fair enough. Because it just... Oh, Are you saying Rent made you a homophobe? <laughs> I'm saying Rent made me a homophobe. Because <laughs> no, I always no, found I'm... it was like, there's a one song in it which is like, we're not going to pay this week's rent, next week's rent, next just, month's rent, like, next year's rent. You're like, That's, you're, like what the fuck? fuck? you people. Not only are you so insipid and self-pitying, not only is a bunch of people sitting around being like, oh, we've all got AIDS and our lives are sad. They, their their oh. biggest complaint, apart from the aforementioned AIDS issue, is the fact that they can't be bothered to pay their rent. And they're like, oh, look, we're not going to pay our rent. It's like, no, pay your rent. You, you fuckers. Oh. You've, you, you're hiring a place to live. You need to pay your rent I, in order to oh. live in that place. You fuckwits. I really like <laughs> just, how oh. angry that makes you. That makes, I, that makes me so happy for some reason. Ghost Rider might make me even angry because wow. now that I'm remembering mm. back, it was... Rent and Ghost Rider, and there was something else that I must have blocked from my mind because I I can only think of, like, I'm pretty sure there's only one other thing that has actually gotten that vitriolic reaction from me. But Ghost Rider was a film that I walked out of, and I was like, that is one of the worst films I've ever seen. And I'd forgotten <laughs> until right before this started. I feel the same way, but about Ghost Rider 2. Okay. Ghost Rider 2 is probably one of, if not the worst mm. movie I have ever seen. So what, 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 why do you think, okay, what, what's the pros for Ghost Rider? The first okay. one... <laughs> The pros. Sorry, okay. the pros for Ghost Rider, Goose, and the cons for Ghost Rider, okay. So, the one pro, there's only one. It's not a <laughs> pros film. Okay. The only pro that I really like about it, other than the lore, I guess, mm-hmm. is that it had a sort of quasi-Western sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. They, they leaned into a little, not nearly as much as they should have, but mm-hmm. a little bit, and I kind of dug that. Okay. All right, that's it. That's I don't like Nicolas Cage. I don't like Eva Mendes. <laughs> oh, I don't God. like the fact that it was so obviously shot in Melbourne, which made it look cheap. It did. I just, and that, look, honestly, that's about all I can remember from it. Yeah. Although, I do know a couple of funny anecdotes about it. Oh, because yeah. I know someone tangentially, because obviously it was shot in Melbourne, hmm. because cheap. Mm-hmm. I know someone who worked on it, cool. um, who was an actor who was like one of the extras in it. Or not an extra, like a, like a bit part in it. Yep. And he has a few stories about it. One of them is Nicolas Cage wears a toupee, which I think is pretty Obvious. easy to figure out. Yeah. The second and less easy to figure out part is that Nicolas Cage has a fake ass in the film. Yeah, they are CGI'd like, his abs as well. Apparently, Nicolas Cage is really self-conscious about the fact that he doesn't have much of a bum. So, Let's do mm, some squats, Cage. He Come has on. a fake ass all through Ghost Rider. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I didn't care enough to go back and watch it to pay attention to the <laughs> aforementioned ass. However. Oh. No, when I you watch to... that film and you're checking out Nicolas Cage's fine tushy, it is not an actually existent part of his body. Hmm. Is it that... CGI or a stunt butt? I, it's a stunt butt. Oh, or, like, or like a fake like, yeah, butt yeah. plate that he put in oh, his pants. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they... that was like part of the makeup department was they people CGI'd... having to craft Nicolas Cage's perfectly fine fake butt cheeks. Because I know they CGI'd his uh, body yeah. for the shirtless scenes. I'm not Because he was like self-conscious about it, which is fair, I like, guess. Like, fair enough. But uh, the butt... <laughs> Like, look, hey, you kind of want to be a good bottom sometimes, and sometimes you go. I mean, I am blessed a, with a flat a, pancake butt. I am blessed of, with a very good bottom, so I cannot like, Oh, Sucker Punch! Yeah, oh, there. Okay. That's the other worst <laughs> film of all time. Have you yet to see Sucker oh, Punch? Oh, it's so bad. I it's, saw like half of it on TV one time. It, it is not fun. It's like a like everything you ever get taught in film school. It mm. is a fuck you to that. It's like <laughs> a coherent narrative structure. No, nah. no. Clear stakes. No, nah. no. Nah. 
Like, reason to watch any of this? Nah. A reason to invest? Nah. Character development? Nah. Like, it is just a grim movie. Uh, there's a YouTuber called yeah. uh, Belated Media. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he did, like, the What If Star Wars episode one was uh, really cool, and, and mm-hmm. episode two and episode three. Yeah. But he does episode three, by the way? Yeah. He's done. It's Ooh. pretty good. Uh, he's done um, Ooh, I can beat him. reviews yeah, right. of... Uh, all like my what are Jack Zack Snyder films? And I think his review of Sucker Punch is fucking amazing. I gotta okay, ask, I, I gotta ask Samet, because every time you do it, my testicles twist. Mm-hmm. Do you mispronounce Zack Snyder's name on purpose? Because you do it every time. Every time? How do I pronounce it? You go Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. And Snyder. Zach Snyder. Just to the snide. 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 I just I don't snide. like snidely whiplash. I mean, like I don't really, I don't care at all. But every time you do, it, I just shrink up. I'm <laughs> um, very sorry, but like. Why you got to do this to me, babe? I'm so sorry, man. I'll, I'll work harder on pronouncing Zach Schneider's name right. No, you know what? That man doesn't deserve his name pronounced. <laughs> like, I had, I'm, you know, a uh, player of mine recently, Lucas Conundrum, which mm. was all about the film industry. There was a line in there where one of the characters was referring to Zach Schneider's crimes against cinema. Mm-hmm. And the actor every night said Zach Schneider every single night. Huh. And this guy, like, every single time said it. And I initially thought about correcting him. And then I was like... Nah, fuck Zack Snyder. <laughs> fuck him. I don't care. I don't, like. I actually like the idea that this film producer character didn't care enough to get his name right when this guy would, in theory, in the world of this play, know who he was. Yeah, right. So, nah, fuck him. No, no, fair. Fuck him right off. No, I got a bit of love Although, for Snyder stuff. So I don't know. Okay. I've heard what they're trying to do now with be like the, uh, the the Justice League movie, just because hmm. is it is this is this true? Just because I know we're talking about Ghost Rider, but here we are uh, with. The Justice We've League never movie. gone off on a tangent. Never, not even show. once. We are not so once. focused. So very focused. We're like all on fucking uh, ADHD pills. Um, with the, the the Justice League film, it's now no longer a two-parter. It's now, it's now no longer dark and gritty. It's basically yep. going to yep, be yep. Uh, ba- heard- Batman taking the role of almost like an Iron Man, like going I around think- everyone and I've being like... I've heard that. I haven't Empire heard anything magazine else. did a feature on it, mm-hmm. and yeah, they said it's only going to be one film... It's going to be a lot lighter. Yeah, um, apparently they've lighter. seen some films that are being shot, and like they're injecting tons of comic relief, particularly through the Flash. Also, I think Superman has changed Batman, so Batman doesn't kill anymore. I'm. I I'm mean, actually, he never should have been doing that. In I'm the first delighted place. though, because like I want to watch Zack Snyder try to tell a happy film. I really do. I Guardians want to, of the I want to was watch him happy. suffering and forced, like forced into this position he doesn't want to be in, because <laughs> that's what you get for making <laughs> Batman versus Superman. Zack Snyder. That's true. He deserves some penance for that. Oh, fair enough. But he did make that sort of cheeky Owl movie. That was Guardians kind of, of fun. Ghouli, I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah, but he okay. did make Dawn of the Dead, which, by the way, really Whisper good. It, which I say, which is heresy for a horror movie fan. I think it's much better than George A. Romero's original Dawn of the Dead. That is a boring movie. <laughs> Zack Snyder's one is so much fun. Is his original one the one in the house? No, that's Night of the Living Dead. Okay, that's um, the first one. Which I love. Right. Yeah. And Day uh, of the Dead. Yeah. Have you guys seen Day of the Dead? No, I've only seen... Brilliant. Like, I don't remember. I've only seen his, his original trilogy one. is Night of the Living Dead, which yeah. is the uh, 1968 black and white classic. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead, which is generally considered the best zombie movie ever, but honestly, the remake's better. And <laughs> then... Um, Day of the Dead, which is my favorite zombie movie ever, because the whole movie, it's about like, so you imagine Night of the Living Dead is the start of the outbreak. Um, Dawn of the Dead is like after a few years, humanity's kind of, based, basically in how the movie starts, the remake starts with the outbreak, the original starts sort of a while after the outbreak, so you imagine it kind of starts maybe about 20 minutes into the film when they're already holed up in the mall mm. from memory, and Day of the Dead is set maybe a few years later, zombies have more or less overrun the planet and people are kind of surviving little pockets, and 
It's about a bunker, like a military bunker, and within the bunker are a bunch of scientists and a bunch of military hardasses living in this bunker together. You don't see any zombies for almost the whole film. You see them at the start of the film, and there's one zombie who the guy in the bunker, one of the crazy scientists in the bunker is trying to train, and then at the end of the film, the zombies get in and kill everyone. And I think there's another scene where one zombie gets in. Otherwise, what it is all about is the people in the bunker slowly going mad and turning on each other. Which I fucking love because it that's sounds so like right up your alley, and it's yeah, completely yeah. just kind of like what would happen to people. Like it's it's very eighties and it's mm. quite dated now, but like it's very you watch it and you're sort of like wow, like this is what would actually happen in this situation. Like it is just about these people slowly fracturing and how the military guys are really fascist and really hardcore and the scientists are kind of like trying to find a better solution, but some of them are going too far with it, and it's really cool. Like it's basically a human mm. drama. Like, sort of, I guess, what The Walking Dead tried to do in season yeah. two, but good. Hmm. I'm surprised they haven't uh, taken another run at it with all the success of The Walking Dead. I but I guess maybe there there's was only a... so much room in the market. I think there was a remake a couple of years ago, but I don't think it was... It was one of those, like, really low-budget sort of no, I, I, coughed out. Yeah, kind of. I, I think it had, like, Mina Savari and Yeah, Bing I remember Rains that now, actually. Hmm. Maybe? I don't yeah. know. Anyway. Ghost Rider. Yeah, 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 back to... That's... <laughs> Move away from DC's unhappiness because they're <laughs> in for a bad and time. And sucker punch. <laughs> so Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Come back to the Marvel side of things for Ghost Rider. All right. So the first film, you're like, look, it was it was serviceable. There are some okay parts in it, but yeah. mostly it's it's definitely not good. Because I'm not that familiar with Ghost Rider. The way I every time I think of Ghost Rider, I end up just thinking of Spawn. Yeah. Um, which is a, Spawn just, is a better Ghost Rider. Just I deal with a devil and there we go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Has anyone? Have you guys seen the Spawn animated series? Uh, yeah, no. yeah, the one they made for HBO in the late nineties. Yeah, it yeah. is a rough watch, but it is very good. Yeah, the theme, the main theme of the show was torment, and they really lean into that. Oh, that's nice. Like I've never made, been made to feel so uncomfortable watching a cartoon. Hmm. Mm, it's a nasty time. So Ghost Rider. Mm. Yeah. Yes. How well you don't know Ghost Rider that well, Simon? You say not well. I know where there's like Johnny Blaze. I know there's mm. a Spirit of Vengeance who. Isn't Johnny Blaze in the no, comics? Yeah, it's someone else, and he's yeah. got like fucking. How do you ninetyify a flaming skull? You give it fangs and a spiky mohawk. God, they did do that. Vengeance. <laughs> I was really disappointed in the sequel for many reasons because it's called Spirit of Vengeance. Mm-hmm. So I thought, hey, maybe they'll actually have the Spirit of Vengeance running around. They don't, of course. Oh. It's a shit movie. It's a oh. shit movie with Syrian hens and Idris Elba's there as well. How do you fuck that up? They do it in spectacular gravitas. Worst film I have ever seen. I saw it on YouTube. I didn't pay to see it. I don't want anybody to pay to see it. I don't want anyone to even steal it. It is such utter, complete trash. Wow. But since then, Ghost Rider, the rights have come back to Marvel. Hmm. But they're not planning to do anything with them, which is fair, I guess. And so we come to Ed Goose's audition to work for and Marvel. And so we come to this yet again. <laughs> Marvel, please. Just please get me out of this studio. <laughs> I just want a job. God damn, I just want to work with Bob. Fair enough. All right, so so we so in Ghost Rider Part 2, uh, or, or is this a, a Ghost Rider reimagining? So what, what is this? Is this, a... this is a complete reboot. Oh, all Go. right. Good. All right. Going full on. Continue unmolested. Away. Starring Nicolas Cage and his fake bum. Nicolas Cage is not allowed anywhere near this damn So movie. who are you casting? I was going to get to that at the end, but we can start there now. I think I like Anthony Starr. It was the lead oh, of Banshee. Yeah. Good. I think nice. he's a good choice. Done. He's not my only choice, but we'll get to that. I think... oh, you can have him when I'm done with Jaws Legacy. Yes, <laughs> he's acting in that too. We're filling up your schedule, Anthony Starr. <laughs> I know you're free now because Banshee's over. Oh, May it rest in peace. Yes. Did you watch it? Just out of interest? I'm halfway through. I've still got to oh. go three and four. 
Four's a bit weak, but the ending's good. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah, I can see him being a stunt driver. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, he's got that recklessness to him, which I like. And he's also a really good actor. Okay. He is. He's he is. got a lot of pathos in Banshee. He does. All right. God damn, cool. now I just want to watch Banshee. I know, it's so good. So okay. Reimagining, reboot, yep, go. Full on reboot for Ghost Rider. So we open in the battlefield of the Vietnam War. The smoke, napalm burning, people screening, gunfire, the whole nightmare. Mm-hmm. We sweep across it and find Johnny Blaze trudging through the jungle. He's all weary, he's battle fatigue, he's got that thousand yard stare, unshaven, his uniform's worn and torn, he's got a flamethrower strapped to his back. Awesome. He's been in the war for a while. He's okay. not in a good way. I'm in. A fellow Marine by the name of Barton comes up and finds him, tells him that the sergeant and the lieutenant want him up front, pronto. Blaze doesn't want to go, but he has to. It's an order. He finds the entrance to his cave where he's been ordered to go. He stares into the darkness of the cave and sees hellfire. It erupts and consumes him, and he wakes with a start ten years later. He's in some shitty trailer. There are empty beer bottles and booze bottles all over. The man is even more of a mess than he was in the war. He's just having a bad time. There's someone banging at the door. Apparently, it's showtime. Blaze grabs a bottle and his jacket. He leaves his helmet behind and walks through a busy carnival to the big top. He gets set up on the top of a ramp, gets on his bike, does a huge jump. All the hicks love it. They lose their minds, so he goes back up to do it again. The same Marine from the start of the film, Barton, is up there waiting for him. He works at the carnival. He owns the carnival. He's Blaze's boss now. Tells Blaze, hey, don't do it. You don't need to. Blaze does it anyway and goes. Mid-air this time. Blaze lets go of the handlebars, just soars and crashes. It is a bad crash, not as bad as Blaze would have wanted it to be. He gets up and waves to the crowd, shows that he's okay, and Barton seems very relieved that he's alive, but still really unhappy. He tells Blaze afterwards to take it easy, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't have to go all out for this small crowd, for these hicks, just slow down. Could you have something like, um, you know, I now got to like buy like another motorbike, something like that. Just is just like a hint that he's kind of doing crashing fucking bikes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Add that in. He asks Blaze, like, what are you trying to do? Kill yourself? Blaze doesn't answer him. <laughs> you know. Even just like a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just straight up be honest. Yeah. No, that would be great. Oh, just tip top, mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the carnival travels. Blaze drinks more, performs more dangerous stunts on his bike, crashes a few more times to Barton's dismay. Barton tries to talk to him, but Graze is growing more despondent every time, mm-hmm. getting oh, drinking more. And one night, he gets a bit drunker than normal and performs the biggest jump on his life, like Evil Knievel on steroids, big. Barton tries to stop him desperately, but Johnny pushes him away and does the jump anyway. This time he crashes, and it is bad. Bad as he wanted. He gets sent to hospital, and they patch him up as best they can. The next time we see Johnny Blaze, he's head to toe and cast. He's morphined out of his mind. He's in worse shape, but he's still alive, which Blaze isn't too keen on. All Much right. like all of us. Yep. No, here yeah. at Sans Pants Radio. <laughs> Hashtag let me die. Correct. We are recording this after midnight. I don't know why, but we just, it just happens. <sighs> We've got to get better at this. One day. One day. So while he's in his hospital bed, a dejected Barton talks to him, mm. says that he's let him down, that he can't be around Blaze anymore. He doesn't want to watch his friend die. He's seen enough of that for mm-hmm. one life. So he leaves and Johnny is now just broken and alone. Later, Blaze gets a visit from a tall, dark, and handsome stranger. The stranger tells him that you know, it's a terrible thing to waste a life, and that Johnny doesn't need to spend the rest of his life broken and bleeding. Blaze asks if this guy is some kind of doctor. The stranger says, no, but I can cure you all the same. I can give you purpose. 
I can take away that pain. And it won't cost you anything that you're using. All I need from you, Johnny, is your soul. Blaze is skeptical and agrees, thinking, what the hell? I'll indulge this old coot. Mm -hmm. The stranger smiles, places his right hand on Blaze's chest. There's a glowing light and Blaze screams. Cut to a few hours later, Blaze wakes up. Stranger's gone and Blaze, it's a miracle. He's fully healed. Hmm. He stands up, gets his clothes on, escapes the hospital and legs it to the carnival to try and find Barton, try and get back in with him, try and, you know, make amends with his friend. But he only finds an empty lot. The circus has moved on. All that remains is his bike sitting there in the middle. He's exhausted and falls to his knees. He got his life back, kind of, but he still has nothing. Mm -hmm. It's not no a great purpose. improvement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sits there next to his bike and a disembodied voice runs past him, startling him. He looks around, the voice comes back, whispers all around him. It sounds like it's coming from the trees surrounding the field. They go louder and louder and louder and more intense and Blaze freaks out. Hops on his bike, starts it and runs. Hits the highway and guns his bike going as hard as he can for as long as he can. As he's doing this, he's becoming increasingly more distressed. The whispering isn't going away. It's mm. still there. He winds up at a bar in the middle of nowhere, a biker bar, full of bikers. Blaze is shaking and sweating as he gets inside. He seems really uh, dehydrated, I guess mm. is the word. Gets to the bar, orders a beer, sculls it, gets another. The scumbag bikers in the bar see him, see him be a little uh, vulnerable, I mm. guess is the word. So they start hassling him. Blaze pushes them away, screams at them to leave him alone. He goes to take another sip of his beer, and the beer evaporates before it touches his lips. One of the bikers cheap shots him with a pull cue. Down goes Blaze. Gesturing to his mates, the biker pulls out a switchblade and goes to finish the job on Johnny Blaze. He rolls him over to cut a nice little grin in his face, mm -hmm. and finds that Johnny's face has melted away, replaced with a bone-white smoking skull. The ghost rider tears the bar apart, starts fighting and killing bikers left, right, and center, and in the process starts burning down the bar. A few of the bikers get wise and try to run, get out on the bikes and hit the road. The rider likes this a lot. The rider gets on his bike and chases them down, kills them all. Afterwards, the rider rides off into the night, burning all the while. Oh, see. The next morning, Blaze wakes up in the woods. There are smoldering blackened trees all around him. There's a crashed motorcycle nearby. <laughs> He's dazed and confused. He's got no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So he picks up, a, picks up his bike and goes, not knowing where. Rides down the highway for a bit and passes one of those nice, quaint American diners. We stay on the diner, and Blaze returns to it. He walks inside and finds it filled with corpses and flies. And the stranger, sitting at the counter, looking a little worse for wear, eating something that looks pretty bloody and gross. Blaze demands, ah, oh, what the hell have you done to me, what the fuck? Good choice of words, the stranger says. The stranger explains that he's bound a demon to Johnny's soul. That the stranger owns the demon, therefore he owns Johnny. This was the deal he made, so you got nothing to complain about, Blaze. But this works better if you want it. Last night happened because you're not used to it, because you can't control it. I want you to embrace your badness, embrace your dark side, embrace the soldier from the jungle. Run back to that man that you once were. No more running away. Last night was a great start, but I need you to get real comfortable in your new job. I need the demon comfortable in its new skin. So Blaze refuses and says, no, just leave me the hell. I don't want any part of this. Stranger clicks his fingers and Johnny falls to the floor, back to being a crippled wreck. 
He can't move. He can't talk. Really, he's just a shell at that point. Oh, he could do so much with like the just like this prosthetics and stuff, which just like turns back into just a giant burn victim. And... I imagine just you hit the click, and there's this terrible snapping of yeah, so many yeah, bones yeah. at once. Do a lot of sound effects there. Mm. Stranger claims that Johnny doesn't have a choice, and he wants to help him out. Johnny points out to the stranger that his nose has started to bleed. The stranger's nose when he did that little bit of magic. The stranger waves it away, returns Johnny to full health. The stranger then says, well, I want, really do need you to come around to this buddy, so I've got a little something for you. Remember your sergeant and your lieutenant? I know where they are. If you would like to see them again, all you have to do is ask. Blaze is suddenly very, very interested and takes the stranger up on this offer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So Blaze sets out on the road and true to the stranger's words, he finds his sergeant. It's a real brute of a man, a real hoss, you know, mm-hmm. working on as a, as a union thug in the docks of New Orleans. So Johnny stalks him for a while on his bike, just watching from afar as he intimidates a couple of guys. And as he watches, we get the rest of the flashback. Blaze, back in the jungles of Vietnam, enters the cave, and finds it's full of sick and wounded VC. The sergeant and the lieutenant are there, and the lieutenant orders Blaze to torch the wounded and the sick. Blaze protests, asking, why can't we just shoot them, put them down gently? Sergeant says they can't waste the ammunition, and orders an order, and... The penalty for disobeying is death. Sergeant puts a gun to Blaze's head, says, you got to do it, son. Mm. And to his everlasting regret, Blaze lights them up, burns them all to death. Ducks, fuck. Yep. Yep. Good. This is not, yeah, I should have mentioned, this is not a fun time. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) Well, neither was Ghost Rider 2 or 1. So, hey, here we Mm. are. So that night, Johnny confronts the sergeant on the docks as the Ghost Rider, chasing him, tormenting him, toying with him, haunting him giving him a good beating every now and again. The sergeant runs and grabs a shotgun from an office and Blaze takes it away from him. Hunts him for a little while for sport. Eventually, he shoots him in the kneecap, mm-hmm. takes him down, picks up a nearby chain. Mm. Starts, wraps it around the sergeant and the sergeant is pleading now, just, just kill me. Just put me out of my misery. Just shoot me. Blaze says, sorry, can't waste the ammunition. Yeah. And with hellfire, no. with his chain wrapped around him, Burns him to death there on the docks. Go from that to the stranger, looking fairly sickly now at this point. Sitting in a really gaudy office, staring at a lavish painting of God Almighty with disgust and disappointment. Just, what the fuck is this nonsense? Mm -hmm. There's this really sad, nervous-looking child sitting nearby that's not meeting his eye. The office belongs to the lieutenant, 
see, the lieutenant is famous now. He's a TV reverend, like one of those late-night televangelists. Ah, uh, yep, yep. He's doing real well for himself. So he comes back into his office, and the devil informs him that his time is up. The deal they made ten years ago is over. Time is up, and soon his eternal soul will belong to him. Unless, of course, the reverend would like to re-up on the deal. More souls, more years, that final chance. Well, the lieutenant, now the reverend, is prideful and successful and doesn't really believe the devil. Mm-hmm. So he challenges him, dismisses him, tells him that I'm busy, just leave me alone. I've got no time for you. You are in my past. I'm a holy man now. I'm a successful man. I have everything I want. And if you want my soul, you just try and take it from me right now. Oh, yeah. Be very righteous. Religious, like, you know, yeah. I have a, yeah. you know, a God above will protect me from you, demon, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. The devil tries to take his soul there and there, and he can't. He's impotent on earth. This just can't do it. Hmm. The reverend laughs at him and says, I'm busy. You got to hit the road. Hmm. The devil looks to the young boy sitting in the office and says, yeah, I know you're busy, but I will come back for you. Or someone will. Something will. Mm-hmm. The reverend laughs, banishes the devil, and we come back to Blaze riding into town. I figure somewhere in California, I like. Or maybe Texas. I like Texas. I like Texas, too. Yeah, me too. too. All right, Texas it is. Western iconography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas it is. Blaze rides into this town and finds the Reverend's extravagant church, like one of those big compounds, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He walks into it and steps inside the chapel. As he does, his boot print burns into the floor. As he does this, he goes and looks across the chapel and sees the Reverend preaching to his little flock. Or large flock, I should say. This is the first time Blaze has seen him since the war and has himself a slight PTSD attack, seeing this man again, seeing the man that made him do this horrible thing. So he runs. He leaves and finds this crappy public bathroom, and the disembodied voice comes back. And this time, Blaze speaks to it. So he has a conversation with the spirit, Zarathos, mm-hmm. inside of him, talking to himself in the mirror. He learns that the demon is serving Mephisto, the stranger, because it has to, not because it wants to. See, the devil is weaker on Earth and can't do any of the reaping himself. He can barely do any magic beyond the deals. That's why he needs the rider. That's why he has enslaved the spirit, and the spirit needs a host. Mm-hmm. That's how that works. And they find that they're kind of, sort of, in the same boat. Blaze is unable to escape from his past. He's unable to overcome it. Zarathos is unable to escape his constant servitude, his slavery. They just both want out. They both want freedom. And they come up with a little idea of how to get it. Mm. So back at the church, the reverend is showing people out and he sees the burned bootprint on the floor. He alerts his devout cult-like congregation to prepare to defend yourselves from the demons of hell. Yeah, yeah. Devils are here. You can see proof that we're doing holy work and they want us to stop. Exactly. Yep, good. So that night we have ourselves the showdown. The ghost rider assaults the church compound and starts fighting through the followers. It's a tougher fight than the ghost rider was expecting. These followers have holy weapons, have blessed weapons. They do a lot of damage to him, but he does get through it. It's a real rough fight, though. Cool, because I was going to say, how does um, a congregation yeah. <laughs> uh, deal with a uh, flaming skull demon? Oh, holy weapons. Holy weapons. They are prepared. They believe. But he does get through them and kicks down the doors to the main chapel and finds the reverend, making his last stand in the cathedral. The reverend starts preaching at the ghost rider as he walks in, starts you know, babbling all that god mumbo-jumbo. He tries to exorcise him like he did with the devil before, but it does nothing. The rider just walks towards him, stalks towards him. His mere presence is setting the church on fire around them. He uses 
the train to lash the reverend against a massive cross he has at the foot mm-hmm. of the church. And the rev just laughs. The reverend says he's blessed. He's protected. He's ready to enter the kingdom of heaven and walk alongside his Lord in the light. Ghost Rider says, you're going to be disappointed because you're not going anywhere. He brings him down from the cross, holds him just a foot in front of his face and says, look into my eyes. Gives him the penance stare. Every evil thing the reverend has ever done, all the pain he inflicted during the war, all the pain he's inflicted on the children since he's come back, he feels all of it. It all gets burned into his skull at once. The reverend is still alive, but he's reduced to a shimmering wreck. He's, there's nothing there, just pain in this man's life. Mm-hmm. The ghost rider leaves him there, turns around and walks out of the church. The stranger is standing outside the church now, looking really bad, like really, really sick, 20 years older than when we first saw him, which was only a few days ago. Mm-hmm. He's furious says, you got to go back in there and kill him. The Reverend made a deal. Ten years for his soul. You have to kill him. I need his soul. I can't not have his soul. Ghost Rider says, no. I'm not killing him for you. I'm not killing him for me. I'm not killing anybody. I'm done. I'm running. The stranger says, you have to kill him. It's an order. Ghost Rider doesn't like this. So he rebels. And as we've heard several times, the devil has no power on earth beyond making deals. That's why he needs the Rider. The spirit is bound to Johnny now, not to the devil. So he's got no real claim anymore. They have a fight, but the devil is laughably outmatched by the rider. Mm-hmm. He's too weak on earth, especially without his souls. The rider uses his power to send the Prince of Darkness back to hell. He hops back on his motorcycle and rides out into the night, transforming back into Johnny as he does. And for the first time, as dawn approaches, we see Johnny Blaze smile. That is Ghost Rider. (laughs) Nice. And just because I like it, going to have a cheeky post-credit scene of the stranger back in hell in his true form, awakening Blackheart. Or maybe the Spirit of Vengeance. I'm not sure which one I would rather have. So Blackheart is uh, his son, yeah? Blackheart's, yeah, technically his son. Mm. He's like, uh, as much of his son as he can be, it's like demon spawn that he's created. Okay. And I, I just like Blackheart because I like having a villain named Blackheart. That's true. Yeah, just, that's good. And the Spirit of Vengeance looks very, very similar yeah. to, uh, I guess, Ghost Rider. So I like it. I mean, you can have a lot of fun with it. I like, I like the Vietnam background. I like that it's so gritty and dark and yeah. it feels very Western, which I really like. Like, you know, the crazy preacher in Texas and his crazy congregation and all of that and the fight in the church and everything. Like, I... Yeah, I, I really dig it. Like, I think there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of fun you can have with kind of the heaven and hell stuff set against kind of this real Western I really backdrop. liked having him fight people. Yeah, Because yeah, in, the, in the films, he was always fighting, like, these quasi-supernatural demons or whatever. And that's okay. kind of dull. Yeah. I like seeing Ghost Rider as this absolute force of nature. Like, mm. nothing can stand against it. It's the whole point of the character mm. to sort of be unstoppable. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I'm thinking, like ways. Yeah, I mean, you could really ramp up and have like you know who's on the side of good with this, like who's like the angel or god mm. equivalent of like Ghost Rider. I'm like, but you don't need it for the first film. You don't want to overcrowd it. Yeah, you don't want to over little story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Which, I, which is what I like. I think I like the most about it is mm. that it's very simply a story about a man looking for well revenge and redemption. Yeah, probably more revenge. But like you know, it's about a man grappling with his demons, which mm. I think is great. And eventually, he's deciding that that demon is okay. Yeah, yeah buddies. Yeah, yeah, man, that's fun really time cool. Together. And I like the you know the penance there and all that kind of stuff because again that's very that's from memory like that's that's a that's his, Ghost Rider's little that's go-to his big move. power is he, that and he just and the, oh, God the first film was so terrible 
in the first film, he's dropping that penance there all the damn time. Oh, yeah, you want to build up to it. You want I it to just, be like a I big I want it one moment. and done. Yeah. So I wanted to save it for this pedophilic also because war criminal. Also, mm. because it's such like a powerful, effective sort of weapon, it's not. It's something you want to use sparingly. Mm. And using it in that moment, because like for comic book fans who know what it is, you'll be waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. Then yeah. when he finally uses it, it's a real punch-the-air moment. But like for everyone else, when he finally uses it, it's still cathartic because it's sort of – it's kind of what you want to see happen to this guy. Yeah. And it's all his the pain he's inflicted, inflicted back on himself. And it's it's good. It suits. It's really, really effective. Yeah. And and also would it would sort of suit Yeah. I mean like, would it suit the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I mean it would have slotted nicely, but tonally Tonally, not. I mean <laughs> Hey, it's going to be a Netflix movie. All right, then I'm on board. Yeah, it could absolutely fit into like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Could, I has, have it set back yeah. in the past. Like, it could easily fit into the Marvel Network, ne- sorry, Netflix Cinematic yeah. Universe with um, Frank Frank Castle especially because he yeah. was meant to be – I know in, in the comics he's, again, Vietnam vet. Yeah. What's I think, he in Daredevil from memory? Oh, he's well, an Afghan, Afghan vet. Yeah. yeah. So, again, that's sort of um, – they don't really shy away from that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, definitely Netflix original film. Someone, Marvel, Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get into it. I mean, you don't have to pay me. Or you can pay me a little if you wanted to. But, but. Nah, even even as a series, this yeah. could actually well, work. Well, the first time I took a Bunch run at this story... Could be tricky, though, because... I don't think it'll be too bad, other than the Flaming Skull, which you can do relatively cheap- yeah, cheaply. Okay. You wouldn't have too much eating up your budget. Because, mm. yeah, like, cause... again, riding down a highway and seeing a diner... And then just focusing on that diner and then coming back and having a like a very long conversation with the stranger. That's very like t- television-esque kind of thing. That's yeah, it is. A very nice kind of thing you could do. It's um it's almost very I want to say like almost like a Sandman-esque. You could well. like I that whole bit you know, about the uh, driving past the diner and coming back to it. Mm. That feels very preacher to me. Yeah, that's I was going to say it's it's very. That's probably because I've been watching preacher a bunch recently. Oh, that's probably why it's in here. Well, it, I could yeah. see. Yeah, I could actually see this being quite. Um, like if you made it into a TV show, say it was like a thirteen episodes Netflix original. I mean, mm-hmm. you end your first episode with him killing the sergeant, um, because you need. Yeah, you need like a plot in that first yeah. episode, and I think you know you make it all about him hunting down and killing the sergeant, and then you make the lieutenant, the reverend, whatever he was, the finale big yeah. bad and you don't even like reveal him until sort of halfway through the show if that mm. and then you can you can either have like a really serialized thing of him kind of going through people trying to get to this guy and find out who he is and where he is or you could do like if you wanted it could be like a case of the week thing where it's like ghost rider going after someone every week i don't know if that would get old so and stale quickly, in the but- first um mm. t- uh, attack i did at this the first sort of draft i did of the story the rider gets into johnny blaze pretty much the same way and the spirit feels all this pain that Johnny has from the war. So the spirit sets out to kill everybody from Johnny's unit, not just the evil guys, just the yeah, good guys too. Yeah. And Johnny's really conflicted about it because he doesn't want the his warm bodies to die. Oh, yeah. But the writer doesn't differentiate. The writer doesn't care. The writer just goes out well, and starts if you killing wanted, people. Yeah, if you wanted to make it a TV show, then that's... If it was a TV show, I'd probably lean into that a little more. But for a yeah, feature film, I think it would take absolutely. too much time. Mm-hmm. So what happens to Barton? Does he just like, so he's mostly in the first act and then... I think really I'd kill him it. off in the sequel. Nah, fair. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Cause, nah, uh, that's something Blackheart could do. Yeah, yeah right. that would be a good introduction for the villain, I think, to, hey, remember your old friend? Rip his hat off. There you are. Yeah. Because yeah. in the comics, uh, Barton is his dad, Barton Blaze, mm-hmm. and he does the deal with the devil to save, save his dad. dad from cancer, which is, like, I like that. It's unusual, but I just think it takes a bit too long. Mm. Like, you have to devote a fair amount of time to that, which I didn't want to do. 
No, nah, fair enough. No, nah, I kind of like him being like his war buddy instead. Yeah, yeah. me too. I think and that works. Especially if you kind of lean into, if you make it, you know, you stretch it out, pat it out, and you lean into this whole thing about we're killing a bunch of, you know, everyone in your unit, then yeah. it's like, oh, shit. Then he's, you know, Barton we're be... thinking like Barton's going to be on that list at some point. Absolutely. And that'll be gut crushing. Mm. So, yeah, I like Anthony Starr. Yeah, Anyways, I that's a good think one. Anthony Starr should be in as many things as, as he can, can be. He's very good. I so, when I was writing the PTSD bit, I was like, yeah. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Starr. Anthony he, God, he's he does, got it. He does anguished, sad man face so well. He does. Like, what was it I think Carney said in the Banshee episode? He was like, it's very surprising that, like, a show like Banshee that has a main character who is so tough, but, like, who cries a lot. Yeah. And, like, has a lot of emotions, and Anthony Starr commits to those emotions. That's and... what sold me on the show. I watched the first few episodes, like, this show's good. I'm not really but the there. That you act- but then he has that um, PTSD episode where he's, like, oh, freaking out amazing. when the, uh, I think it's a museum or an art museum or something. He steals a painting, but it goes wrong, and he's yeah, on the phone. Yeah, and, and he starts, like, like is that when, he when like, the, it's been a while since I've seen, since I've seen yeah. season one, but is that when, like, the boom doors go down? He boom. starts, like, freaking out. He gets out trapped like, in this corridor, and he's just freaking out, remembering oh, his time in prison. I feel like every time he gets beaten up. So surprisingly like emotional for a show that's so like and it gets campy and pulpy. more so like absolutely in particularly season three like you get to a point where you're like holy fuck this guy who should be this or you know you expect to be this invincible anti-hero character yeah. like when he gets beaten up it hurts and he's fucked up for episodes on end and yeah. when he loses people he cries and it hurts him and like when you kind of get to the ending of season four you sort of realize that like this guy has been through hell and he doesn't bounce back like he does not bounce back he is human and I love that because, you know, when you've got your muscle-bound anti-hero character, they can be very hard to empathize with. Yeah. And to bring it back to Ghost Rider, like someone like Anthony Starr can bring that sense of vulnerability and that sense of humanity to what could otherwise be a very stoic, ultimately kind of boring mm. archetype. Like, you speaking know, the, of the, stoic, the Vietnam veteran sort of Rambo. Speaking of stoic and potentially boring, my second choice for Johnny Blaze is Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know if I uh, want to give Taylor Kitsch any more chances. Because uh, he's got he's a lot he's of chances. Lot. Riggins is great, but like, like, the kid can't... He, oh, he can't catch can't a break? Catch a, yeah, he can't catch a break. Every th- big thing he gets into just... You say True falls. Detective Season 2? Yeah. Uh, it's no. like, wow, Taylor Kitsch, you look like you have severe constipation the whole time. <laughs> but Because he could work and do the whole Texas thing. He can um, do the whole Texas thing. I like... The image of him on a, on a motorbike? motorbike? I can see it. I can see really well. him uh, as like, he about, might be a bit young. What about like, Riggins' brother? See, I actually thought uh, Anthony Starr might be a bit too old as well. Well, I suppose you're playing somebody who was in Vietnam mm. 10 years ago. Yeah, but so as we've seen Banshee, flashbacks and all that, it's I've got no idea how old he's meant to be in Banshee. <laughs> no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, well, yeah, what about, what about Riggins' brother? He's busy doing good work in Longmire. Oh, okay. Because I mean, he, he could do it. There uh, are a lot of uh, Friday Night Lights guys turning up in Longmire. I really should sit and down and watch me some Longmire, Longmire I guess. Jack would be very happy. Bloody good. Um, who would you have for The Stranger? Mephisto, as he's... As he's Idris Elba. Really? No, actually, I've got... I just, I, cause hmm. I was just thinking, what about Idris Elba for Johnny Blaze? And like, I just like him being in things. No. Yeah, I thought also maybe Michael B. Jordan for Blaze as well. But I think he's probably... Oh, yeah, he's... He'd be but good, though. He would be bloody Fuck, good. He'd be good. Oh, very good. I was he's thinking very, uh, The Stranger for Matthew McConaughey. Because right. Matthew McConaughey wants to get in in the Marvel Cinematic I Universe. I don't know if I could see McConaughey playing... Like, I imagine The Stranger being relatively... 
don't know if suave is the right word, but like maybe sophisticated. Like okay. McConaughey, I don't do see that. McConaughey doing sophisticated. I oh, see him. I thought it was more of like a willing dealing type guy. I thought sure. Alan McConaughey okay. could really pull off. I thought oh, Alan yeah. Arkin for some reason. Alan Arkin, wow. Yeah, that, like I thought old. You were way out. Yeah, like I, <laughs> so I don't want to say you're wrong, Zaman, but you're very wrong. But no, I just thought like really old. Well, oh, what about um? Fuck, what about Christopher Lee? Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, I, for some reason I thought, yeah, Alan Arkin. Um, just I could like, also like I also sort of want to gender bend the stranger. Yeah, go like Jessica Chastain or someone. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I could say that because I don't have I don't have any women in the movie. Oh no, That's you don't. Right. Yeah. Shit, you uh, sexist bastard. Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I am the worst. What about like a? You could go for like a. I don't know. Uh, for that, so I'm automatically thinking like a Helen Mirren or something. Ooh. Someone, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm still mm. thinking sophisticated. Um, for wheeling dealing. No, I revise sure. all my answers. I want Daniel Day Lewis as Johnny Blaze. <laughs> I want Meryl Streep as the Stranger. Done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, that's a it's a solid idea. I, I'm too to have for like the um the Reverend. As the well. Reverend, I would go for Tim Oliphant or for Walton Goggins. I've been rewatching Justified recently. Justified is amazing. I would make. Oliphant the reverend yep. and Goggins the sergeant. I wouldn't bring Goggins as as, as the sergeant because I want Goggins him, but... in as a, like a bigger role. And plus, Goggins does the whole preacher thing so well. Mm. He doesn't justify it a bunch, and it's unreal how good he Has is. Has he at like it. ever done anything bad? No, he's an amazing. Even man. in bad things, he's he good. Is bloody amazing. Like in Sons of Anarchy, I was say, Sons even of Anarchy. That, he's great. He's beautiful on Sons of Anarchy. Oh, amazing. Venus Van Dam. Venus Van Dam. And like, and he came in at the point where Sons of Anarchy was, like was had well and truly shat the bed. Mm. Like he and could every be time he was almost, in, it, I was like, you're just great. You're just he fantastic. could be like almost considered the jumping the shark moment when they bring in that character. But, but because he's, he's so good, because he's so good, it's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I really like that Tarantino is using him a lot now. I'm really, yeah, really happy about that. So have you seen you know, Seven Psychopaths? Yeah. Who's the guy who slash, like, cuts his neck? The, Christopher Walken. No, you mean uh, Harry Dean Stanton. Like, the, I was imagining sort of someone like that mm. as also like the stranger, potentially. I don't know why I went... Yeah, no, that would be nice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but wasn't that meant to be Christopher Walken's character? Yes. In the story? Yeah, because... Yeah. I'm so like that's as, as someone who's a gigantic Martin McDonough fan, that film really upset me. It is a it's a bit of a it's a mess, I it's a complete it. mess. I definitely enjoyed it. I think we can all say we liked it, mm-hmm. but it's I, a mess. I would have liked it if In Bruges didn't exist. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but you go from one of the best films I've ever seen to that, mm. like this weird like Tarantino lights sort of <laughs> thing. Mm. It wasn't oh, yeah. disappointing. But no, I know, I know why. But for some reason, with the stranger, I thought old man. <laughs> Old Max von Sydow would be pretty good. But, oh yeah, oh yeah, I could see that. But who like, was I, I kind he, of who was him in the movie? Wasn't someone relatively well known? In, oh, in the, in the, in Nick the Cage movie one. was yeah. in the first film. It's Peter Fonda doing his Easy Rider reference. Oh yeah, because any okay. film involving a motorbike has to have Peter Fonda involved. All right then. And in the second film, the devil is played by. Kyrian Hins, I think is how you say his name. Played Mance Raider in Rome and oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Julius, Julius Caesar. Caesar no, Rome. Julius Caesar in Rome and oh, Mance yeah, Raider in Game of Thrones. I, I like the idea of you know, gender bending Mephisto because you know Mephisto doesn't necessarily need to be uh, a dude. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a really, really neat, really cool, really kind of grounded sort of story that you could easily stretch out to make it a. Uh, I like the fact that it's TV gritty. Series. It's personal. It's not saving the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's good stuff. And it, it's and it's just for you, yep. Zamet, just to add this in, the sergeant. Kyle Chandler? Salt. Oh, God, so salt. Oh, Chuck Ben Mendelsohn and you you got me. Oh, Ben Ben Mendelsohn. (laughs) Oh, 
Obviously. To, oh, why did... Oh. We're fucking idiots. We are fucking idiots. We shouldn't be doing this. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Tom. I've been Gabe. Have you guys got any ideas how to reboot a Johnny Blaze or Ghost Rider sequel reboot or reimagination? Uh, let us know. Hit us up uh, on Twitter at Sandspence Radio or email us in sandspenceradio at gmail.com or you can find our own personal Twitters. I'm at Goddammit Zamet. I'm at Tom Edgoose. I'm at Goberg Moser. Yeah. See you next time. Ghost Riders in the sky. If you think this show is worth at least a dollar, why not donate to our Patreon account? Follow the links on our website, sanspantsradio.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.